Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey guys, I'm going to be doing a wellness focused Q&A today. I got some questions written out here that I gathered from my Instagram story uh, that I posted a couple days ago, and I can't wait to answer all of your questions. It's very health and wellness oriented, um, tons of tips in here. So yeah, let's get right into it. Question number one is how do you stay motivated? This is a very good question. And I don't believe that motivation comes naturally to everyone at all times. I think it's one of those things that you need to really, um, you know, practice and create a discipline muscle around staying motivated, motivated and doing things that keep you motivated. I have habits in place every single day that hold me accountable, that keep me on track for my motivation. So things like my morning routine, things like my daily meditation, things like just my habits around food and eating and exercise, uh, those keep me motivated. Um, so, you know, you have to create these habits and practices around what you want so that you kind of create this compound effect and more comes from it. So how I stay motivated is I have my, my habits in place, my non-negotiables every single day that I really commit to. And the days that I don't commit to it, because obviously I'm not perfect. I I do have days where I don't meditate and I don't have a great morning routine. Um, you know, those days I noticeably am not as productive or happy as I usually am. So having these habits in place that really work for you is super important. Also just getting things done at the beginning of the day. That's a big one, actually. Like if you plan everything that's most important for you to get done at the beginning of the day and you get it all done by noon, you feel so much more accomplished because you just get it done and you don't have, you know, room for excuses. You don't have room to keep going over like, okay, wait, when can I fit it in? You just get it done at the beginning of the day. So that's another big tip for me. But also, you know, you have to surround yourself with people that motivate you. You know, your environment is everything. So make sure you're hanging around people that keep you motivated. Make sure you're reading and consuming content that keeps you motivated. That's a really big one as well. It's really just a lifestyle of being happy and successful and motivated. I think it's it's one of those things that isn't, just about motivation in one box. It's just how you live your life essentially. Okay. So question number two is how to keep a good mindset when everyone around you doesn't believe slash support you. So this kind of goes into my, well, I kind of answered that a little bit in my first question, but, um, you know, who you hang around creates your life. It's one of those things that we, we really think we have control over, but then we don't. Um, you know, you're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most. I say this all the time. It's one of the best principles I've ever learned. Um, and if you find yourself in a negative headspace when you're hanging around certain people, make note of that because they might not be the people that will help you get to where you want to be. And it's a harsh reality, but it's the truth. So me personally, I've actually had to cut a lot of people in my life out in a very slow paced, non, you know, dramatic way. I think that's the best way to do it because I didn't feel like they made me feel good. 
not like they're bad people, but they just didn't make me feel good. And reading that question, I really, I really, really hope that that person finds a group of friends or just people or even like content that inspires them, that makes them want to be better and that supports them. You know, you can actually find a lot of people to, you know, for example, when I was going through this phase, when I was in university and I didn't really feel like I had that many people around me that were on the same wavelength as me, I was consuming so much like Tony Robbins content. I was listening to his audiobooks, watching videos. I feel like that really motivated me because I didn't feel so alone. And I felt like, oh, other people out there, like, you know, can think big, like this is crazy. So even if the people in your life right now don't make you feel good, I would say slowly try to phase them out and try to look for new friends that make you feel good. There are so many different places that you can meet friends. I have so many friends that I just know on Instagram as well. So, you know, use social media in a good way and find people that support you and make you feel good. And I'm sure there are people in your life that do support you. Maybe you're just, I don't know, maybe they have their own stuff going on, so they're not showing it as much. But yeah, it's, it is really important. So what to do if you're around people that don't believe in you and support you, spend less time with them and believe in yourself. Spending time alone is really powerful. I have spent so much time alone in my life and it was the best time of my life for personal growth. Um, you know, from living alone in a tiny studio apartment in London for a few years, um, to that year that I lived alone in this tiny residence room in university before I dropped out. <laughs> Those are really big growth years for me. So it's a beautiful thing living alone and being alone a lot. Um, I would suggest that everyone goes through a phase of that in their life. Okay. So next question is what is your weekly workout schedule slash how to not feel guilty taking an off day? So I'll answer the first part first. What's your weekly workout schedule? So I'm really intuitive these days. I just move the way that my body's craving, but most days I do move. I would say 90% of days I move, even if it is just getting on my mat and stretching and doing a little flow. And I always feel like if I get on my mat and I'm stretching, I always end up doing something a little bit more because I'm already there. You know, I think heart, the hardest part about moving and working out is just starting. Um, there is such a misconception in this health and fitness space that you need to go hardcore and do like a berries workout to lose weight or look a certain way. That is so untrue. And I can just go on for hours about this, but my body started to really change when I stopped doing such intense, crazy workouts. I was working out like six days a week with like a trainer two years ago and it didn't work for my body. I, it didn't work for me. I was holding on to so much like just wait because I, I was so stressed all the time. My hunger levels were through the roof. That kind of exercise with weights and everything just did not work with me. So now what I do is I do a mix of things. So I'll do like my walking. I love getting a lot of steps in, even just slow paced walking, no incline, listen to a podcast. Maybe I'll do that for like two miles. I would say five days a week. Um, and then, you know, I would say five days a week as well. I, I do some Mimi method workouts. So it's more of like a Pilates style, low impact, um, toning workout that really sculpts your body. And I probably do 20 minutes of that a day, five days a week. 
And I pretty much move every single day. So on the days that I'm not doing a Mimi method workout, I might be doing my walking. And then on the days that I'm doing my walking and I'm not doing a Mimi method workout, um, I might even go swimming. Like it's just having an active lifestyle that I think has been really helpful for me with my workout schedule, but I'm not intense at all. I do movements that make my body feel really good because what's the point of doing this if it doesn't make you feel good, you know? And I think it's a very beautiful experience being able to move your body with like just intention. And it's, it's kind of a meditation in itself, the kind of workouts that I do. And I like to think that with my Mimi method workouts, I bridge the gap between manifestation and movement because I get you to really visualize how you want to look and feel while we're doing the workout. And I really like to do that while I work out, even if I'm on the treadmill, because it really like doing my walking meditations while I'm moving. I feel like that just ingrains things into your cells in a whole different way. Um, I feel like it's so powerful manifesting while you're moving. So yeah, I do that. And then if I'm feeling it, I'll do some running sometimes, but not that often, honestly. So that's my workout schedule. And then the other part of the question was how to not feel guilty taking an off day. I kind of just touched on it there you don't want to feel guilt. Guilt is such a low vibe emotion and it's not going to bring you closer to your goals. So feeling guilt around not working out is in my eyes actually going to keep you holding on to weight (laughs) on like an emotional energetic level. So getting rid of those emotions and just realizing as well that it's 95%. I I was going to say 95% about the food that you eat. Like if you want a lean body, Working out is amazing and it really helps the process and it's so good for you and it just feels good. But if you really are looking to lean out, you got to focus on your food. You got to. So I I would not be hard on yourself if you're taking an off day and just realizing as well, if my story at least inspires you that I was working out less when I was leaning out more, that says something. So, you know, just don't feel guilty decide. I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel really good doing this. And if you really feel you need to move, then great stretch. And if you're having an off day and you just, you're sore and you don't really, your body doesn't intuitively want to have a big workout. Amazing. Stretch, you know, use a foam roller. I have here the foam roller that I use. This is a really good roller. Um, you know, I even just use it when we're watching TV at night and I feel like I want to just do something and not just sit. So do something like this. And then I always end up even doing a bit of booty on those days. Um, if I'm intuitively feeling like it. Okay. So what is this? Number four, what supplements do you take? Hello everyone. Before we get back to today's episode and before we get back to answering that question about supplements, I quickly wanted to tell you a little bit about today's sponsor, Noom. Noom is a healthy lifestyle platform that helps people change habits and develop a better relationship with themselves and food. The platform adjusts to your lifestyle and they teach the psychology behind the decisions that you make. Plus they help you keep track of things like your workouts and steps, etc. I love to track my steps. So Noom's great for that. I love to study psychology. So Noom is really great for that too. Noom is really easy to use and it just takes 10, 10 minutes a day. I love how Noom is based in psychology. It teaches you why you you do the things that you do and it empowers you with the tools that you need for positive change. You don't have to change everything in one day to get healthier. So try out Noom 
at noom.com forward slash noom. You can try out your trial today. Try out your trial today. That is a tongue twister. <laughs> so that is noom.com forward slash Mimi. Go try out a Noom trial today at noom, noom.com forward slash Mimi. All right, now let's get back to the episode so you can hear what kind of supplements I take. I don't take an array of supplements. I know a lot of people in the health space take loads of supplements. I actually don't. Um, I like to get most of my nutrients and vitamins for my food. Uh, but the two supplements that I do like to include like most days a week, magnesium every night, because as a society, as humanity, we're all magnesium deficient. Um, and magnesium is an incredible, incredible supplement to take. It really helps with muscle repair, you know, feeling less sore from your workouts. It helps with your digestion, gets things moving. And you know, it's, what's funny. I used to always get these like eye twitches randomly. And since I've taken magnesium, they don't come anymore. So it really helps with like muscle relaxation. Um, and then also probiotics. So that's the other one that I like to take. I don't take that one every day. I feel like I have a very healthy gut bacteria, but probiotics are, are really great to take. Um, I would say for me, three to four times a week, I take a probiotic and then I make sure to eat a lot of foods that are full of prebiotics, which you need when you're having probiotics, which is in most like vegetables and stuff. Okay. So next question is, do you eat dessert every night? It depends on what I feel like. I am really practicing intuitive eating, especially these days. And it depends on what I feel like. Some days I don't. And I just have mint tea with Ben We're watching TV um, or reading. We'll have some tea. But then other nights, if I feel like chocolate, I'll have one or two squares of Hue Kitchen chocolate. Sometimes I'll have like chai, an, a decaf chai tea with a dash of oat milk and a bit of stevia um, if I'm feeling something warm and sweet. That's really yummy. And But I don't have dessert right after meals. If I'm going to have something sweet... It'll be like a few hours after, after dinner. Um, I think kicking that habit of like needing something sweet right after a meal is something that a lot of us should work on. I used to have that and I, I just like randomly stopped having it. I think over the past, I would even say a few months, like I used to always crave something super sweet after meals. Um, even if it's just a bite of something, but now I've just even, I didn't even realize until I'm talking, like I actually don't crave that that much anymore. Sometimes I'll have like a Zevia after a meal if it was like a very salty meal and I just need my palate refreshed, you know? A Zevia is like a quote healthy pop. I'm trying not to have that as much anymore though because it is full of stevia and as much as I love my stevia, I'm doing a bit of a stevia cleanse. Um, I just have so much of it or used to have so much of it. But again, listen to your body. Um, so yeah, I don't have it every night. I'm intuitive. But if you are trying to break habits, it is good to test your discipline muscle. Like if you are looking to not have dessert every night and you feel like it's been an addiction for you. And by the way, it's not just physical addiction. It's an emotional addiction, right? So test your discipline muscle. You don't have to have it every night, you know, say to yourself, okay, I'm not hungry right now. Physically, do I really want this? And, or can I just put it off, you know, and cravings go by so quickly anyways, that putting it off, really isn't that hard. It's just that one moment 
of strength. Okay, next question, number six, advice on giving up alcohol. So I'm, yeah, I'm not really a drinker. I not say I don't say I'm sober or like I don't I don't drink at all. Um, I just don't want to label myself because if I wanted to one night, I would. Um, I just don't really feel like it most of the time. And I never had a big issue with drinking. It was just more, I don't like, I don't like how I feel about myself when I drink. I don't, I don't like the feeling of being drunk. I don't like the pressure around it. I don't like, honestly, like how a lot of people are when they, when they're drunk. I'm fine when I'm drunk, but I'm not the best version of myself. I feel like I get really self-conscious, especially the next day, um, about like how I feel about myself, which I really don't like. That's kind of the old me that I don't really want to resurface. I don't like being insecure. And for some reason I get really bad hangovers and I feel like absolute crap about myself when I'm hungover and I don't feel motivated. It's just like everything that I'm not, (laughs) you know, I, I just, it doesn't fit with my identity anymore. And for so long I would use it as a tool when going out and socializing and, you know, it was a thing that everyone did. I'm, you know, I'm 24 now, but at the time, like even being 22 years old and not really drinking, that that's weird, you know? So I definitely felt the social pressure and I think I would have probably given it up for the most part way earlier if there wasn't social pressure involved. Um, but yeah, you know, I, what was the question? Um, advice on giving it up. You have to want to give it up. Like, with everything in life. If you want something, you have to want to want that thing, right? If that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't like how I felt like over and over again. I didn't like how I felt. And then, you know, if Ben and I would go out for dinner and we'd have a glass of wine, fine. Great. If I felt like it, but a lot of the time I didn't feel like it. So I really had to start asking myself, is this something I want to do right now? Like, am I really in the mood for this? Because if I'm not, then I'm not going to have it. And for me, I get, I'm a very big lightweight. Like I will literally have three sips of wine and feel it. I kid you not, especially if I haven't eaten yet. Like if we're going out for dinner and like we order a glass of wine before the meal and I have a few sips, like I can't, I, I will feel it instantly. I don't even like the feeling honestly. And I feel like I'm way better to be around when I'm sober. Kid you not. So my tips for you, if you want to start cutting it back, I would say start doing different things because the pressure is real. Like I was saying before, start maybe doing different things with your friends that don't involve drinking or hanging out with friends that aren't massive partiers. I think the whole party scene was just really negative for me and it really just didn't bring out the version of me that created that can create this really successful, happy life that I now have. I had to get away from the partying scene to have what I have now. Um, and I would do that over and over again, 10 billion times because I love my life now and I would not be able to have created it and worked so hard to accomplish what I have if I was going out all the time. Cause like, I'm just, like I said, it's not just the night out. It's who I am the next day. And then it takes a whole day to get back on track. And then it's the, it's just this whole ordeal. So <laughs> my advice to you is just to do it. Commit to yourself. Like I said, with the eating thing, discipline is a beautiful thing. Discipline is something we all need more of. And you, you need to have clear goals and a clear vision of what you want in your life. You know, or do you want to be the kind of person that 
can have half a drink a drink when you're out with friends and then like not really you know drink that much else and get blackout or do you want to be the person like make conscious decisions or do you want to be the person that goes out can't control herself and ends up coming home at 4 a.m with a guy or you know just things you don't really want to do um just decide who do you want to be and be that person and if you're feeling social pressure when you're out just be firm. You don't have to tell people, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. I've made that mistake where I like go into it being like not drinking tonight. And then everyone's like pressuring you saying that you're not going to be fun or whatever it is. It's all, just people aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Don't even talk about it. If someone's asking you if you want to drink, like, no, maybe in, a fi- in five minutes, like I just I want water for now or just make an excuse or say, oh, one's on the way. Like just you don't need to succumb to peer pressure essentially and be firm and be like, no, I'm okay. You know? So that's my advice around that. I've had a lot of experience around this. And like I said, I'm not sober. If I want to have a drink once in a while, I will. I just haven't had that craving in a really long time. Okay. So number seven tips to know when you're full and stop eating. I never know when I'm full until it's too late. So this is like just screaming. You need to, you need to practice intuitive eating because I was the same once. Like I would eat so quickly and, you know, not know what my limits were. Um, but you know, eating slower, there's a huge art to eating slowly with intention. Eating should not be one of those things that you do while being distracted, watching TV or, you know, just like Instagram stories and YouTube videos. Like I used to do that and I always overate when I was consuming technology at the same time. I think just being weary that, you know, it's always easy to overconsume when you're, when you're being mindless and when you're being mindful, when you're eating and intuitive, when you're eating and really focusing on the food and really focusing on the flavors and just really enjoying the experience. I think you a enjoy the food more like truly you enjoy the food more and it tastes better. And then B, you don't overeat because you are eating slower and with more intention and you're listening to your body and you're in your body when you're eating, right? Like if you're not in your body when you're eating and you're outside of yourself, you're not listening to your body's cues. So that's what I would say. I would say be intuitive. And I know it's so much easier said than done, but like you actually just want to sit with your food and eat it. And it's hard because I had an addiction to eating in front of a screen and I've broken that addiction. I will literally keep my phone inside and go eat on my patio or upstairs on my roof or, you know, just I eating with technology is a big no, no eating with distractions, a big no, no, even like, and it's still, you know, the addiction still lingers even earlier when I was just having a snack, I was having like edamame and I was, I'm reading this book currently and it was on the table and I was just taking a break from reading it to eat. And I was just like reading the back of the book while I was eating. And I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. (laughs) Rewind. Just eat or talk to Ben or like just stop distracting yourself. It's such an addiction because it's such a like weirdly comforting feeling to eat while being distracted. I don't know why, but we have to get over that one because it's not intuitive. Sure, once in a while, if you want to do it, go for it, but it's not intuitive and it will likely cause you to overeat or just have more cravings afterwards because you didn't feel like you got your fix because you were just distracted the entire time. You know what I mean? Okay, so number eight, what to do if plateaued in weight loss slash results? 
So plateaus are hard because there are so many different factors that can play in. For me, I've had emotional plateaus. Like this is going to sound crazy, but I've had plateaus where it's been like truly like I was holding on to mental weight and I was just not in the zone. And even if I was eating a certain way, it just still wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was seeing results. So having your headspace in the right place is something just really overlooked when it comes to weight loss. Um, that's why I believe so much in meditation for weight loss. That's how I lost weight. Like not the only reason, obviously the food I ate and how I moved really impacted everything as well. But like meditating really just gets into your brain and it like, especially mental rehearsal when you're meditating, like visualizing yourself making different decisions around food and around your relationship with food and around your relationship with your body image and how you feel about yourself. Like those things, oh my God, it can change your life and it can actually make weight loss like easy. I've tried every diet out there and for years I was always up and down, up and down. And then finally, when I actually started working on the mentality behind weight loss, behind how I felt about myself and started to see myself through a new lens and a different identity as someone that didn't hold on to X amount of weight and someone that felt really good when they ate and didn't feel deprived, but still didn't over, didn't overeat, didn't, you know, didn't eat until you felt stuffed or binged. You know, when I changed that, it changed everything. And when I had that new identity, I actually started realizing that I was eating properly, which is not until I was super full and moving properly, um, more in an effortless way, which is so crazy because who would have thought, right? Like you could effortlessly do this. No, dieting is hard. Losing weight's hard. That's what society tells you. It doesn't have to be coming from someone who has literally done it herself. And if you want to see my before and after, just go to MimiMethod.com and scroll down and you can see the picture of what I used to look like like a year and a half ago versus now. It's crazy. And a lot of that was food, but a lot of that was mental. So that's one thing I think a lot of people overlook. If you don't know why you're plateauing because you're doing everything else, quote, right? Look at that. And then also look at like your relationship with food, like the intuitive eating. What's your energy towards food? Is it like I'm punishing myself. So I'm eating something bland and not good because I just don't like myself and I don't like how I look. No. Or is it, I love my body. I want it to thrive and I actually want it to feel more energized, leaner, and more radiant in a really positive way. So therefore I'm going to eat these beautiful, colorful foods in abundance until I feel satisfied. And I'm not going to overeat because that's not nice to me. Overeating doesn't feel good. It doesn't, you know, anyone that can, you know, stand up right now and tell me that overeating feels good is a liar. It doesn't, maybe it emotionally feels good, but I'm saying physically, physically overeating doesn't feel good for your body. You feel stomach pains, you feel bloating, you feel slow and it doesn't feel good. So restructuring your beliefs around food, big one. Um, and then last but not least, like if you feel like you're doing all of that and, and you're in a positive mindset and you're doing things that have love towards your body and you're meditating on it and you're changing your self image through journaling and meditation and the inner work and you're eating right and you're not eating an obscene amount and you know, you're doing everything right. Then I would say, honestly, intermittent, well, I'm not going to prescribe everyone this, but I'm saying for me, what has worked is intermittent fasting as well for that extra push. 
um, just a little extra push and it doesn't have to be long. It can be 14 to 16 hours. For example, if you have dinner at 7 a.m., maybe you wouldn't eat until 9 or 10 or 11 the next day. For me personally, I like having an early dinner around 5 and then I eat um, around like 9, 30, 10. So that's kind of my intermittent fasting, but it's been really helpful in moments of like needing an extra boost. So, you know, something you could look into if that's something that you're interested in. Um, so yeah. And then last but not least, we have one question left. Um, thoughts on food combining, curious to know more. So I'm going to do a whole podcast on this. I'm going to do this for a little bit more time so I can actually come into the podcast or IGTV or whatever I'm going to record it on, um, with a lot of experience, not a lot, but like, you know, at least a month under my belt of experience of doing this food, combining more plant based whole food way of eating. If you guys have heard me on my Instagram and you know, where else I've spoken about it, I think mostly on stories, I've been changing up my way of eating a little bit over the past two weeks. And it was a totally intuitive thing. Like I didn't know I was going to do this, <laughs> but my body was just asking for it. And I had read the research on both ends for a while. I had had uh, my friend Kenzie on the podcast who had really kind of like motivated me a little bit to try it out as well, since I was already thinking about it. Um, and then, yeah, like I, you guys know I love health and I've, I've read so many books on the topic from on both sides of the more low carb, high protein way of living. And then the more kind of like whole food, plant-based healthy carb way of living. There's like these two sides. I feel like I don't know which one is right. I think that bio-individuality is like a really, really real thing that, that I don't think one diet fits all and low carb, more paleo focused worked for me incredibly still works for me. If I wanted to go back, it's, I, I will always promote that way of eating because it's better than anything else. Um, the most population, most of the population is doing. Um, and yeah, like I still, I 100% think it's amazing, but for some reason, maybe it's being in this new environment in the Bahamas where it's hot all the time. Maybe it's my body just craving something different. I was craving more healthy carbs. I was having more sweet potato. It started and then a little bit more white potato. And then I was having a little bit more, uh, fruit. And then I was having a bit of like lentil pasta that just kind of creeped in. And then I think like a couple of weeks ago when I spoke to Kenzie, she has this whole thing with her brand about food combining. And it, it kind of made sense to me because food combining really complements eating more healthy carbs, um, which I was already kind of doing. So you guys can listen to that episode with Kenzie that I have. I think it's number 207. Um, yeah, it's all about food combining. And I actually did an episode on her podcast as well that you guys should check out. But all in all, like, I feel really good doing it. And, um, essentially I'm just eating fruit in the morning and then having a more healthy carb, low protein lunch. And then if I want to have protein, I'm not totally plant-based, um, at all, but if I want to have my protein, I'll have both vegetables at night because proteins don't really mix with starch. It's like this whole, all these different, you know, theories around it. So you need to, uh, or principles around it. So go listen to the podcast if you want to hear about it all. But yeah, it feels really good. I feel really good doing it. And, uh, it's really nice. Like, you know, I'm going to admit it. I, I still like, I definitely had a fear of carbs 
Like I did, even though the low carb paleo way of living and eating really works for me. I wanted something more and I wanted to always, I always want to grow and evolve and I'm still eating that paleo way. I'm just eating a little bit more healthy carbs, a little bit less protein. It's like very similar to what I usually eat, just like tiny shifts. I'm also not eating like a lot of protein powders every day anymore. And I was having a lot of stevia before and I'm just kind of going more like natural. Um, so yeah, I just, it's not like the biggest change ever, but I just wanted to try it out. But oh yeah, what I was getting to before, like I actually had like a bit of a fear of like eating an abundance of carbs, even if it was healthy. So this has actually taught me that that fear was irrational because I've been eating lots of fruit and sweet potato and whatever this and that and sourdough bread. I made sourdough bread and like, I feel fine. Um, I don't know how it's going to affect my body yet. Like the one thing I've noticed, I have less tummy aches. Like I always sometimes would have like a tummy ache here and there if I had like too much stevia or something, but I actually haven't had tummy ache in a while. Um, we'll see how it affects my body in other ways, but I really like it so far and I'm going to continue doing it, um, until my body intuitively asks me to change it. But food combining doesn't mean plant-based food combining just means combining certain macronutrients together, essentially, um, foods together. So if I wanted to have chicken, let's say, or grass fed beef or something, I would have it, um, for dinner with paired with vegetables. And I'm very open. Like I had some grass fed meat the other day. Like I'm still eating that. I just, I'm not like, if I want fruit in the morning, I'm going to have as much fruit as I want kind of thing. And I do the one thing I'll say, I do miss my daily smoothie bowls with my protein powder. And I still have them sometimes, but just not every single day. Cause I just want to give my body a bit of a break. Cause I was having them. If you guys follow my stories religiously, you'll know. I was having my protein powder smoothie bowls every day for like almost a year. <laughs> as much as I love them, they're thick like ice cream. And I thinking about it right now, it's just, I'm salivating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'll have one tomorrow. But oh yeah, doing it in a food combining way. So I actually filmed a recipe for Mimi Method where I was doing like a food combining friendly smoothie. So the protein powder can actually be paired apparently with banana because that, because banana is the only fruit that can be paired with heavier things apparently. I actually have to double check on that, but that's what I thought. Um, so yeah, I had that and it was really delicious. Um, I'm actually gonna have a smoothie tomorrow. I've decided. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and tuning into this Q and a episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Learned something, got inspired, uh, quickly before we finish off this episode. I just wanted to let you know that if you're not yet a Mimi method subscriber, you can try out the platform for seven days, completely for free, risk free. If you don't love it, you won't get charged. It is full of all of my guided meditations, my at home workouts, and my best healthiest recipes. I literally share everything that helped me transform my entire life on there. The meditations are the biggest hit ever. People are really, really into them. And I offer an array of guided meditations that are full of visualization, walking meditations, affirmations, but not just stuff that makes you feel good, stuff that actually creates results in your life. I really wanted to create meditations that help create results because I thought there was a really big gap in the market um, with that. And for me personally, I don't really like to just meditate to relax. I like to meditate to actively rewire my brain to do different things, AKA get different results. So I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you guys think if you try it out. 
and have an amazing day.